and uh, welcome everyone to today's Connect and Share. Uh, and you do have me today rather than Laurie as she's um, currently celebrating a significant birthday out on a boat. So um, we hope she has a lovely time and uh, wish her well for her celebrations. Um, and uh, we don't have a guest speaker today um, as we normally do, but we're just going to kind of go through a bit of an update on what's going on and um, just let you know sort of what, what's going on at the moment and what's coming up in the future. Um, but before we get started, I'd just like to pay my respects to um, the traditional custodians of the land. I'm currently on Gadigal and Bidjigal land here and pay our respects to any Aboriginal people present on the meeting and uh, the, the um, traditional custodians past, present and emerging. Um, and just an update on some recent uh, legislative changes around public holidays. Uh, so this is part of the Fair Work Act uh, um, that came into effect earlier this year. And just people have a right now to not work on a public holiday if their work falls on a public holiday. So employers can request that employees work. They can request that they work on a public holiday but um, people have a right to refuse now if they have reasonable grounds. Um, and also, I guess, further from that, the base pay rates. So if an employee normally works on the day that a public holiday falls on, uh, they'll be paid their base pay rate for their ordinary hours. So, you know, for, for most of us, it's not that different, but for um, staff and uh other people who would be scheduled on for a public holiday, it can they can now refuse to to work if if they if they choose that. Um, there's also been a bunch of other industrial law industrial relations law changes that have come into effect after sort of ten years of being pretty consistent, um, and they'll commence later on in this year. And I guess the key ones uh, relating to us are things around flexible work arrangement requests. And people now have a right to request flexible work arrangements unless it has a significant impact to the delivery of the job that they're doing. Um, other, other changes around unpaid parental leave and uh, paid family and domestic violence leave for small businesses um, and limitations on fixed term contracts. So that's kind of, there's with people who are on fixed term contracts, they can only be for a maximum of two years or two new contracts. So uh, once that two year period is up or two new contracts, um, then they are, must be put on to full full-time, uh, as a full-time employee. Uh, just an update on a grant that's available at the moment. Uh, there's $3.5 million available for nature-based tourism operators around New South Wales, and that's through Destination New South Wales, and they're 
matching, doing dollar for dollar matched grants from a hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, so that's for tour attract tours, attractions, and accommodation providers. So you can apply for that grant now, and I would encourage anyone to apply if that's in your line of business. Um, the NatCore workshops are coming up, and I'm not sure whether Margot or Aaron would like to speak on these. Do you have the information around these? Are you going to say anything, Aaron? Uh, you go, Margot. I haven't got anything in front of me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't either just yet. It's a little bit too early. Um, yeah, I, I, I do, just do know that. Oh, go on. I was going to say that um, the registration page um, is up, but there's been a, a little technical glitch and, and we've not been able to take any registrations yet. So um, we're just tuning it up, I believe. Okay, fantastic. So we'll keep letting uh, participants of this um, and listeners Many people listen to this um, this pod, not podcast. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> this um, after the fact on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep updating this each week and let you know when registrations are open. But it's uh, the first one is for kind of middle management and teachers and uni lecturers on the Monday, the seventeenth of July. There's one in Sydney and one in Thawa on the Wednesday, the 19th of July. Um, and there's another one for sort of upper management and board members, that sort of, you know, thing on Monday, the 18th of July um, uh, in Sydney and Wednesday, 20th of July in Thawa. So... Yeah, keep an ear out and we'll let you know more as that date comes up. Yep, we'll get together a bit of a blurb about it. Excellent. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, another thing that's coming up, I don't know whether anybody can wear a, you know, Australian flag and look a little bit like Superman, like this guy here. Um uh, it's just about World Ocean Day on the 8th of June and there's a youth uh, festival on that day in Sydney um, and online for school students and that's uh, with Take Three by the Sea who are really looking at, um, I guess, working towards the UN climate goals of 30% of the oceans being protected by 2030. So that's a great um, event to be part of for, for students. So if you know of any schools or students who'd be keen to participate, then we can pass this information on to them. Uh, another thing that's available at the moment is a, a defence tender. So for the armed forces at, uh, at, as part of the Australian Defence Force Academy. And they're looking at uh, operators to provide parts of their adventure training, so roping, water and alpine elements. Um, if you have a look on the Outdoors New South Wales members portal, you'll be able to see where you can apply and the dates around that. But if you're 
Um, I know, Bridie, you guys might be might might be someone who might be interested in providing the roping events. Uh, uh, sorry, the roping elements, um, and you can just look on the uh, members portal for more information about that. I was going to ask. Um... Uh, originally when I heard about it, I think they were looking for one provider to do the lot. Have they? Oh, okay. I'm not clear on that. Um, Laurie would be the best person to, yeah. Yeah. The other question is, do they want nationally accredited training? To what standard Uh, do they want the training? Again, I'm not clear on that. That would be best um, answered by Laurie or um, have have a look on the, members portal and that might provide a bit more information but um yeah. last time I looked they were not looking to um skill up their own people anymore with nationally recognized training they were um looking at providers to provide the activities so that widens the scope a bit more you don't need to be an RTO yeah oh okay great thanks thanks for that info uh another thing that we last week during the meeting we spoke about um to Kirsty from Victoria University about this um workforce development survey and they're working with the uh, outdoor education innovation hub to study workforce development of the outdoor industry so it's there's a bunch of surveys uh, to determine the needs and priorities of current and potential employees. So there's three different surveys available uh, to complete, uh, whether it's whether you're looking for work, whether you're already work in the industry or you're in, an employer. And again, all that information is on the website and the members portal. So you can have a look at, at that and um and provide your feedback around that. Um, Outdoors New South Wales and ACT is also um, looking to survey employers regarding your labour needs. So looking at working out how we can lobby as a group to, um, I guess, get any changes to... uh, to the visa requirements um, of how we can employ uh, skilled workers from overseas to become part of staff members. So you can just look, uh, hold your phone up to the QR code or just go to that uh, link there and um, complete the survey about that. Um, We also have on the 28th to the 30th of June, the Outdoor Industry Summit, and that's at sunny Lennox Head, and I hope you can all come along to that. I know it's two days plus a cocktail event beforehand, Um, and it's, I guess, for practitioners and managers in the outdoor industry and business owners, um, sponsored by all these partners um and the full program will be available next week but starting on the wednesday with a cocktail party third and then thursday friday full day full session days um of speakers and activities 
that relate to the outdoor industry. Um, tickets at the moment, they're for members, they're $250 per person. Uh, for non-members, $350 per person. And as until the 5th of May, I think it is, you've got $100 off. So once the 5th of May uh, comes around, there'll be $100 more than that. So um, if you click on that QR, hold your phone up to that QR code, you can register right away. Um, otherwise, just go to that link there and register for the summit. And one of the speakers is Mark McCrindle, and he's a demographer um, working in Sydney looking at, I guess, trends um, and different kind of segments of, of our demographics and how, um, how I guess we can work with them, engage them better in the future. And I just found this little infographic that their, his company has put, put together around, I guess, particularly in terms of leadership style and learning style, um, you know, from the builders of like our, our grandparents to the baby boomers of many of our parents, um, Generation X, which many of us belong to, and then, you know, many of our employees are sort of Generation Y and Gen Z, um, and just the different ways to, I guess, that they perceive leadership or effective leadership and the way that they learn because I think we can sometimes be a little limited in, in the way that we deliver information to, to best meet the needs of, um, you know, our young people and, um, and our customers. So I think he'll be a really interesting person to speak who's the Mark McCrindle being the keynote speaker and I'm sure he'll expand on this immensely so 28th to the 30th of June um, some other events that are coming up as well there's the Parks and Leisure Australia conference uh, 16th to the 18th of May in Albury um, there's the Sport and Recreation Skills Forum in Ballina which is directly before the uh, summit um, then there's the Outdoors New South Wales ACT Summit from the 28th to the 30th of June. Um, after that is the Outdoors Victoria Conference from the 13th to the 14th of July in Lilydale. Um, 27th to the 28th of July, there's the National Sports and Physical Activity Convention in Melbourne. And the 8th and 9th of September is the Sydney Careers Expo. Um, and that's just, I guess, engaging with uh, young people to, to encourage them to look at the outdoors as a potential career. Um, and in September, there's the Australian Camps Association Conference in Adelaide. So a bunch of different things coming up for uh, people in the industry and I'm sure we'll see many of you at various uh, events that are, uh, that are coming up. Um, while Laurie's away for this month, for any programs, um, any, anything that you want to know about programs, you can contact me at programs at Outdoors New South Wales. Uh, for the summit, contact Belinda at events at 
Outdoors New South Wales. Um, for any comments on the visa labour agreement, you can contact policy at Outdoors New South Wales. And for most matters, um, contact James uh, either by phone or by email. Um, and again, we'd just like to extend our thanks to Rose, who's currently on an internship and doing a whole lot of work behind the scenes um, to get our website and members portal up to speed. So thank you very much for, to Rose for all her hard work. But that's it from me for today. So um, thanks everyone for coming. And I'm just going to hand it over to, I'm going to stop the recording and just sort of open up for general discussion.